Parks Magic for One is a podcast for solo Walt Disney World resort travelers. We'll discuss my trips to Florida in an audio blog style, discuss solo traveler challenges, and help you prepare for your next trip to the most magical place on earth. Make sure you subscribe to Parks Magic for One and follow me on Twitter at Eric Hall WDW. Welcome to Parks Magic for One, episode 10. Today's podcast is post five of the WDW Basics for Solo Travelers series. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Eric Hall WDW. And of course, all opinions expressed are my own, and Parks Magic for One is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by the Walt Disney Company. Hello, happy Thursday, everybody. This is Eric, and welcome back to episode 10. This is exciting, right? This is a milestone. Uh, thanks for joining me for, um, uh, yeah, what I never expected, honestly, to get this far with, with the podcast, but it's turned out to be kind of fun. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it's, it's been, um, it's been fun making these. It's been fun, uh, watching, um, watching people listen to them, sharing them with a few people, um, who I know are, are interested. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what the milestone was today that we hit as far as, um, listenership goes, but, um, yeah, it was kind of exciting to, to wake up to, to something today. So anyway, uh, we are here. This is the last episode of this particular series, the, uh, WDW basics for, solo travelers series. Um, we're going to wrap up today talking a little bit about um, how I stay connected um, with people uh, while I'm on my Disney um, trips. Uh, whether whether solo or not, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about um, some specifics for solo travelers that I think are important and useful. Um, but more than that, just kind of some other ways that you can um, you can you can stay connected and, and preserve that uh, that trip, um, you know, in different ways and, and for as long as you can. And when you get back and you're not on your trip anymore. Um, <clears throat> and I'd love to hear your uh, ideas as always, um, interact with me on Twitter. Uh, I, uh, uh, have, have, uh, gotten private messages, direct messages from, um, several people about, uh, various things. And I appreciate those, um, and uh, some great ideas, but go ahead and just share them. Uh, with uh, with everybody in the um, publicly and and we'll start to talk to each other about all of this so uh, that's what makes it fun right I can sit here and talk to myself for a long time obviously but it's more exciting when uh, people interact so uh, thank you to those of you who have been listening I really appreciate it and um, uh, share share this with folks if you think it's useful uh, if you think it's mildly entertaining um, and uh, we'll We'll see if we can hit another milestone here um, in the not-too-distant future, I hope. Uh, speaking of not-too-distant future, uh, I have a um, trip actually coming up to uh, Disney World here in um, a fairly short period of time. And uh, this one, I won't be going solo necessarily. I'll be traveling with uh, a family member. Uh, my dad and I are going to go down. Uh, we do this once a year. Uh, this will be our fourth time uh, going down and uh, this time staying at um, Port Orleans French Quarter is what it's called. And uh, we've stayed there a couple times before, uh, or once before, I guess. And then um, we stayed at All Star Music uh, the first two times we went down, I believe. And so uh, while the next, uh, the, the vlog series that I, or the uh, podcast series that I do uh, after that trip won't necessarily be 
solo specific. Um, you know, I'll be talking about the things that both he and I did. Um, while I'm there, I'm still going to kind of think about things in terms of solo traveling and, um, you know, try to try to pick up some more ideas to share with you uh, when I get back and, um, and we get into that series that should start um, sometime probably um, around the first or second week in uh, February is when I'm expecting that to happen. So, uh, thanks for hanging in there with me, and uh, we've got some some fun days coming up in terms of um, that trip. Uh, in the meantime, uh, after this series is done, we're going to go into one that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, these are going to be Solo Traveler Park Specifics uh, is the next series. And so uh, we're, we're just going to sit and talk about each of the four parks, uh, and then we're going to do the fifth episode on resorts. And talk about things that are specific to solo travelers in each park, things to take advantage of, things to pay attention to, challenges that you might find in each of those parks. Um, some will be things that maybe we've touched on uh, in terms of planning and, and some of the basics, but um, this is going to be all about the, the parks and um, and very specific to, to um, attractions and that sort of thing. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, what's better than sitting here talking to you all uh, for half an hour or so uh, about uh, Epcot or the Magic Kingdom. So uh, that's going to be fun. So stick around for that. Um, all right. I've, I've, that's a long enough introduction, right? Um, so let's get into it. Staying connected. Um, so I'm, I'm going to divide this. I haven't done this yet. Um, I'd love uh, to hear if you, uh, if you like this sort of thing or if it's if it doesn't do much for you, but we're going to do a couple of top top uh, numbers lists. So I'm going to start with a top three list, and then I'm going to go into a top five list. So um, we're going to do two top lists, is what we're going to call those. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so these are these are so the the first list that we're going to talk about is the top three reasons to stay connected uh, while you're on a um, solo trip in Disney World. And uh, these these were these were relatively easy for me to, to sort of start to categorize things. It's the top five that was a little bit more difficult, but I think but I think I got there. So the top three reasons to stay connected. Number one um, is safety. And while you don't always think about traveling to Disney World and having to think about your safety, anytime you're a solo traveler, I think it's a good idea to. Um, to consider uh, what what it means to be safe when you're traveling, um, and how we can use um, different means to to stay connected with people to ensure uh, our our safety while we're traveling. Uh, the second reason um, is uh, staying connected with friends and family, um, or connecting with friends and family. Um, the one of the one of the other thing obviously it's all about staying connected and, and so I kind of I kind of cheated on that one I guess but um, I think for sure one of the one of the reasons that um, we want to stay connected while we're on a trip is to you know bring along friends and family with us um, you know I know that uh, it's not always possible for my friends who um, enjoy Disney World uh, you know to travel um, as often as I get to. Um, and so it's kind of fun um, to be able to bring them along in some virtual way. Uh, and uh, same with family. Um, you know, they're always um, interested in what you're doing and, uh, you know, what you've got planned for the day and that sort of thing. And so um, staying connected is important, I think, to, um, to maintain that connectedness with family and friends. Uh, the third reason I think it's important to stay connected is, is to preserve the experience, to preserve memories. 
And there are obviously so many options right now um, for preserving memories, um, you know, using, using technology that wasn't even possible or even thought of 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, you know, I can certainly remember, in fact, uh, my, um, my parents have a collection of um, photographs that were printed, um, you know, when we returned from our first, uh, from our first couple of trips back in the 80s. And that was really the only way that you had to, to preserve that, you know, you could lug around a huge, um, you know, VHS or um, um, what was the other one called? There was eight. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Um, you know, a big, a big video camera, though. And, and you could record it that way, but, um, you know, quality wasn't very good. And of course we didn't know that at the time, but, uh, you know, just, just difficult to carry around and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, so much has changed over the last tw- almost 20, 30 years now, um, that, you know, it's so easy to preserve memories and to preserve the experience. Um, and so I think that's the third reason though, is, you know, you, you want to be able to, to relive, um, some of, some of what you do on your, on your trips. Um, I know that's a big part for me, you know, just being able to, um, post some pictures to Twitter every once in a while of my most recent trip, you know, um, scroll through all of my pictures and, uh, videos that I took while I was there and just kind of, you know, relive some of that every once in a while. So, um, I think it's important to, to do that. Um, and that's another reason to stay connected. So top three reasons for your personal safety. Um, we'll talk about some ways that you can do that. Um, connecting with friends and family or staying connected with friends and family while you're on the trip and then preserving, um, memories, preserving the experience. So now we can move on to um, the top five ways to stay connected. Um, and, and so we have our reasons. Now we're going to talk about the ways that I've, I've been most successful, I guess, in staying connected while I've been on my trips. Um, it's important for me to do that. I mean, so much of you know, what we've talked about over the last uh, now 10 episodes is uh, about personal preference and um, you know, the kind of the, the beliefs and values that you have about travel and um, in your experience while you're um, visiting Disney World or anywhere else for that matter. Um, and, and these are these are five ways that I've felt um, have, have best allowed me to um, to maintain a connection with home uh, while traveling, but not but not be intrusive. Um, one of the first episodes that I uh, did here um, for Parks Magic for One, we talked about <clears throat> sort of the reason that I opted for a podcast as opposed to uh, vlogging um, and and vlogging seems vlogging seems more intrusive to me. Um, maybe it's just you know I'm not part of the young generation or, or whatever it happens to be. Um, you know who is okay holding your phone out there and, and talking to it. Um, but it, it didn't. It just didn't work for me. And so these are these five five ways that I've um, learned to stay connected um, are things that um, don't you know don't hinder my vacation. Don't um, make it any more difficult, uh, don't pose any, you know, real challenges, just kind of things that I've um, done along the way to, um, yeah, to, to stay connected. Uh, the first one is using um, your smartphone uh, within various apps to stay connected um, regarding your location. So this is, this is one of the things I started doing, I don't know, probably four or five trips ago. Uh, and anytime I uh, use a ride share service, whether it's Uber or Lyft, 
um, <clears throat> or a, a minivan, which is part of the Lyft service. Um, I always share my location or I share my trip with um, a family member. And this, this goes back to the, the, you know, the first top reason for staying connected, the, the safety piece. I, um, I just think it's important um, that people, people know when you're in those situations. Uh, although I think the vast majority, especially in, in Disney World and Orlando, I think the vast majority of Uber and Lyft drivers, um, uh, you know, rideshare drivers are, um, are, are very nice people, um, you know, earning a living and, um, and have, have always been very pleasant in my experience. Um, I know that that's not always the case. You know, we hear about things on the news um, all the time. And so um, I just think it's important to share your location um, when you're using a rideshare service. Uh, Uber, it's, it's easier in the app, I feel. Um, Lyft is, is easy, but you'd have to, I think you have to do a couple of clicks maybe before you can get to it. But um, both of the, those apps um, allow you to do that. Um, outside of uh, sharing your location during a rideshare, you can also obviously share your location. Um, if you have an iPhone, uh, you can do it through um, iMessage, uh, through your um, text message um, page. If you click on the contact up at the top, uh, when you're looking at the conversation, um, it'll allow you to um, share your location either, either for a short period of time, like the next hour, um, or indefinitely. Um, and so you can um, talk to whoever it is that you're going to share your location with and you know either do that for the entire trip or if you're just in a situation where you know you want somebody to know where you are or what you're doing for the next um, period of time, you can do it that way too. Um, there are also ways, um, Snapchat, you can share your location through that if that's a, a better option for you. Um, I, I, I'm assuming, I, I'm, a, I'm an iPhone person, um, I'm assuming that um, you know other, I, uh, other um, smartphone manufacturers and, and software makers have something similar to what iPhone has in terms of sharing your location. Um, I'm just not familiar what that is with what that is. So uh, share that, tweet that to um, other folks that may not have an iPhone but want to know how to uh, how to access that service. Um, so I think that's a, a really um, a fairly easy way to stay connected um, and to let people know where you're at, um, and um, you know just just in case something would happen uh, that uh, uh, that that folks know what you're doing and and where you are. Uh, the second way that uh, I have stayed connected, and, and this is maybe less less so than the other ones. Nah, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, second way is um, to use various kinds of groups. Um, and that could be either um, a group text message. Uh, it could be a group, uh, a Snapchat group. Um, I've even used Facebook groups to, um, to stay connected and to share photos and to share experiences with people. Um, you know, make it a, a private group and then just invite um, the, the folks that you want to be a part of it. Um, these, are, these are really good ways, you know, obviously um, texts, um, Snapchat and Facebook, you can share um, pictures and, you know, and words. Uh, and, and it's just a really easy way to get the information to folks fast if, if you know, you kind of want to, um, you know, sort of um, have people follow you, you know, what you're doing throughout the day. Um, it's a good way to do that. And, you know, obviously large groups, small groups, whatever you want to do. Um, and so using technology to, um, to create a group, uh, you know, before you travel and, um, and share your, your um, experiences with them. Third way that um, you can stay connected, and I haven't, I haven't done one of these because we've already talked about it, but the others I have to some extent, um, is to use video. Um, and that could be either 
um, a live, you know, a live video stream while you're on the trip. Um, you could vlog your trip like we've talked about. Um, or just, or just um, recording video uh, as you go to, you know, share through one of the other means that we've already talked about, either through a Facebook group or through, um, you know, just um, sending it on your phone and that sort of thing. Uh, the thing that I like about these is that, <clears throat> is that it really brings people into the experience. Obviously, pictures are good, you know, but you can stage pictures. A lot of people stage pictures. Um, you can share them on, you know, Instagram or what have you, but, um, you know, a picture is a picture. Uh, whereas video is obviously a way to you know, be able to talk to people, be able to show people what's really going on. Um, and, um, and it's a, a really great way to bring people into, uh, into your, your trip. The, uh, you know, the difference there between, you know, vlogging would be where you would record it, not necessarily share it um, at, at that time, right? Not live. Um, come back edit it, put it into a version that you want to then post on YouTube or someplace else for people to watch after the fact. So it's kind of staying connected, kind of not. It's sort of a sort of a cheater way to stay connected. Um, you know, live video streaming is something that's very popular from Disney World. Uh, there are uh, YouTube channels devoted almost entirely to doing live streams from, uh, from the parks and, and resorts and what have you. And um, fairly easy to find if you just do a search on YouTube, but, um, you know, live video streaming is obviously a really great way to, um, in the moment, bring people into whatever it is you're doing, whether it's watching fireworks or writing an attraction or whatever it is. Um, you know, you can do Facebook live, YouTube live, uh, Instagram, uh, you know, live. And so there are lots of platforms, um, that you can use to, to do that. For the most part, Disney um, is is pretty cooperative when it comes to uh, doing videos uh, when you're there. Obviously, it has to be for non-commercial use, um, and uh, there are um, parameters on the equipment that you can bring with you. So um, you can't, uh, you know, you can't bring a tripod that's past a certain length, and uh, obviously, you can't use selfie sticks. Um, you can use a gimbal, though, you know, a little, uh, handheld sort of thing. Um, and so you, you want to make sure that you go through and, and read the web, Disney website about um, the do's and don'ts for what you can bring into parks. But as far as actually recording it um, or broadcasting it, as long as it's not for commercial use, um, I, 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 I think they're, they're pretty cooperative about it. Um, <clears throat> the one thing is that you can't, uh, you can't video a, um, uh, the security area. And so as you're going into a park, um, you'll want to make sure that you turn that off or don't record um, as you're going through uh, the security line. Even if, even if security is kind of in the background of your video, um, don't be surprised if um, someone uh, approaches you and asks you to either delete it uh, or um, stop filming uh, or both. So uh, just be aware of, of that. Take a look at the Disney website, though. They're very good about giving um, uh, specifics about that. So don't just take what I'm saying as, uh, as the end. Uh, fourth way to stay connected is um, this is this is maybe kind of an old school thing I don't know um, is blogging so we've talked about v logging vlogging uh, but this is like the old school blogging um, I've seen some really cool travel blogs this I mean this used to be you know five maybe ten years ago this was the way that people talked about travel um, was to create a blog uh, when they came back so you know took lots of pictures and then um, came back and talked about the experiences that they had either by the day or uh, you know, by the location or what have you. And so um, it's still a, a great way to do it. There are lots of platforms out there that you can use. 
um, to, to share and to, to help people, you know, keep up with what you're doing and to, um, um, to provide them a little bit of insight, um, into, into what you, you did. And the nice thing about blogging is you can do that in the evenings, kind of a nice thing to do as a solo traveler, um, in the evenings when you're back in your room is to, you know, kind of take care of some of this stuff. So if you're doing some video, you know, maybe you could do some video editing while you're in your room. Uh, if you choose to blog your trip, you could do some writing and some uploading of pictures in the evenings. Um, you know, for as far as groups go, you can kind of catch up with, um, you know, with things that you may not have done uh, on the fly during the day if, if you don't want to do that. So it, it can be kind of a good time filler too, honestly, um, to do to do this kind of stuff. Um, the fifth way to stay connected um, is one that I hesitated putting on the list, but I think it's a, an important one. And that is just to talk to people. Um, talk to people that are there. Talk to people who are standing next to you in line. Talk to people who are, you know, next to you on uh, Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Um, stay connected with people um, while you're while you're there. I've said this before, but it is really easy when you travel by yourself, um, especially when it's uh, when it's you know a personal trip, not a, a business trip. Um, to to not interact, um, you know, you have to interact with some cast members periodically, but in all honesty, you wouldn't have to interact really with anybody else if you didn't want to, um, which is fine if that's if that's how you're going to spend your trip. Um, but one, you know, obviously really easy, simple way to stay connected is to strike up a conversation with somebody next to you. Um, and, um, I, some of the best conversations have been with people who are also solo travelers. Um, you know, so you can most of the time tell if, if somebody's with, um, you know, someone else or family, um, or not. And so it's just kind of fun every once in a while to, to strike up a conversation. So however you do it, um, staying connected on a trip, it can really be a very positive experience. And I know that, you know, sometimes we say, you know, I want to go to the Disney bubble. I don't want to have to worry about all this stuff. And so you have to find the the way to stay connected that is, is going to work best for you, um, whatever that might be. Maybe it involves technology. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but whatever it is, um, you know, try to um, try to share some of that experience um, with other people. Um, so then just kind of some odds and ends. Um, so those are the top five. Um, I'll, I'll recap them here real quick. Uh, the top five ways to stay connected, um, using, um, rideshare app, um, location services or your smartphone location service, uh, using some kind of, um, group platform. Uh, so group text message, group Snapchat, uh, Facebook groups, um, to share your experiences with other people. Uh, through video, whether that's um, live streaming, whether it's vlogging, whether it's just taking video and then sharing that after the fact. Uh, blogging, um, so you know, kind of recording a, um, a written narrative of your trip and what you've done and then sharing some photographs along with that or video. Um, and then uh, number five, talking to people while you're there um, to share the experience with. So those are my thoughts. Um, some odds and ends. Uh, obviously, you know, there are lots of options for, um, photographs now, as far as, um, you know, whether you, um, leave them on your phone, whether you upload them to, um, you know, share them via another platform, Twitter, um, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it happens to be. Um, there is also the Disney service. Um, the, there are photo pass photographers, around um, all of the parks and sometimes in the resorts so that if you want to capture moments without having to, um, you know, do a selfie 
there are Disney photographers there. Um, and uh, PhotoPass is free. Uh, you just have to show your magic band or um, have the, the PhotoPass photographers scan your magic band after you have the photograph taken. Um, and then you can uh, you can view them for free through the My Disney Experience app. Um, if you want to purchase, you can go to um, one of several locations uh, in, in the parks and, um, uh, and, and then purchase them either um, just one photograph um, at a time or you can do a package, what they call Memory Maker, which is where you can download um, an unlimited number um, and in different formats and that sort of thing. And so uh, that's, um, that's an option as well. Prices on Memory Maker change frequently. It's generally, if you if you go for the whole the whole package, it's generally around two hundred dollars, give or take. Um, uh, it's included in an annual pass um, uh, purchase, and so uh, it's kind of a nice perk uh, for um, those of you who have an annual pass as well. Um, some kind of mini mini connections is what I've I've called them here. Um, some mini connections that you could uh, try out on your trip. Um, sending a postcard. You can do electronic postcards from a couple um, attractions. And I, I, I sat down and I tried to think um, where I've done this before. And so if I miss one, um, I only have two, but if I miss something, um, by all means tweet it so that we have, we have a list of them. Um, you can send an, an electronic postcard or an email from um, the uh, the end of Spaceship Earth. So when you get off Spaceship Earth at Epcot, uh, you go into I'm going to forget what the name of that area is, but you know you know what I'm talking about. Um, after the ride, you come out into this area where there are different things you can do. Walk up to the the big globe, and um, you can uh, they have um, uh, stations there where you can select your picture that was taken on the ride, and then. Um, have it uh, emailed to yourself. And so it's kind of a fun thing to, to have when you get back. Uh, you can also do that from the Imagination Pavilion. That was true as of the last time I was there. Um, they've made quite a few um, changes to the area after you get off the Journey into Imagination ride. Um, used to be called the, I'm going to say Imageworks, might still be called the Imageworks. Um, but now they're doing um, some meet and greets there with... Um, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, characters, and uh, yeah, there's somebody else that was just added in the, in the last few days. And so uh, those, those um, experiences might not be there, but you used to be able to design um, your own uh, figment, in quotation marks, uh, the purple dragon, uh, on, a, on a computer station, and then you could have it emailed to yourself. Um, whether or not those are still there after some of those changes here recently, I'm not sure, but uh, you used to be able to. Those were the only two that I could think of um, where I've done that before, but um, please, um, you know, tweet us and, and let us know if there are others that I'm, that I'm missing. I'm sure there are. Um, just can't think of them. Um, another kind of mini connection, think about journaling. Um, I just started doing this uh, the last couple trips where um, either in the evenings or uh, on the, the plane ride back, honestly, is, is usually where I kind of fill in a lot of the blanks uh, that maybe I didn't write down while I was actually um, in, in Orlando. Uh, but journaling, um, kind of a, you know, a moment by moment account of what you did. Um, I found that a lot of times when I solo travel, especially the first few times I did it, I was kind of so, so caught up in, in the experience and, um, sort of the whole idea that I was, you know, that I was a solo traveler that um, I didn't always remember a whole lot of what I did. Honestly, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but um, I, I, I found that I just wasn't, I wasn't really in the moment, I guess, maybe. 
Um, and so, you know, would get back and I knew I had fun. I knew all these, you know, I did all these things and had these pictures and stuff, but I just didn't, you know, I just didn't really think a whole lot about what I was doing when I was doing it, I guess. And so journaling has been kind of an interesting way um, for, for me to keep track of what I do. Uh, and especially now um, uh, enjoying these podcasts with you, uh, it's been a really nice record of um, of my trips and, and, you know, so I can go back and talk about it and, and that sort of stuff. So um, think about that. It's kind of old school, but um, it's, it's not a bad, bad way to um, preserve some memories anyway. Um, you're also able to uh, obviously snail mail, um, you know, U.S. Postal Service mail uh, postcards. Uh, they're still, you can still buy old-fashioned postcards uh, in all of the parks. Uh, and uh, each park, uh, you know, will sell you stamps. Um, that's one thing that I usually try to pack or, uh, a couple stamps um, just in case I want to mail something from down there. But um, uh, they'll sell you stamps. And then um, one one location that I know of for sure, there might be others, but um, at the Magic Kingdom entrance, right before when you go under the railroad station, right before you actually enter the park um, on the, I believe it's the left-hand side, there is, so that'd be the west i think um there's a, a mailbox and you can actually put uh, mail in there and you'll get a um, a special postmark um, that will be put on there um, uh, before it gets gets sent so kind of a cool thing to do you know especially um if you uh you know you have folks at home who would appreciate a disney um, postcard with that postmark on it you could certainly send things back uh, i also have known people to send themselves postcards uh, from that location, uh, just for something fun to get when you get back. So, um, kind of a neat idea too. Uh, let's see. So, so those, so that's a, a whole lot of, um, you know, how I've kind of, um, in different ways that I've either myself stayed connected or, you know, have, um, heard other people stay connected or things that I've, you know, considered anyway. Um, you know, then all of those things are kind of, kind of the giving part of staying connected. You know, it's kind of you, um, putting things out there to, to make that connection. Um, don't forget that it, it can go the other way too. You know, you, um, you want to stay, you know, like you're feeling connected to home, um, sometimes too. And that can be a really important part of, of solo traveling. Um, you know, it's not just about you bringing other people into your experience, but it's also about you staying connected with your home, you know, whether you left people back there, whether you left pets back there, whatever it is, um, it, there's always some comfort to, um, to having that, that connection. And so, you know, things like, um, you know, bringing, bringing a book, you know, we often don't think about Disney being the kind of trip where you can, um, you know, sit down and relax and, and just read a book, but it's a, it's a good way, you know, if you started a book at home, bring it with you. It's a good way to kind of maintain that feeling or that sense of connection with home, um, even when you're not there. And so, um, that can be an option, you know, an audio book maybe that you've started, um, or maybe, maybe it's a podcast, uh, that, you know, you could listen to, um, while you're down there that, um, you also listen to at home. So kind of maintaining, uh, maintaining that, um, that familiarity. Um, it's also not a bad idea, especially if you're maybe new to solo traveling, um, or maybe not even, um, it's sometimes a good idea to ask friends or family to check in on you periodically. Uh, if you're not going to do some of these things, you know, to reach out to them to stay connected, 
um, you know, either through technology or what have you, um, don't be afraid to ask somebody to check in on you. And so, you know, um, send you send you a text once a day or, you know, make a phone call, uh, you know, first thing in the morning or something like that um, is always a good way, um, you know, to for you to kind of ground yourself in knowing that there's somebody else out there who's paying attention um, to you and, and, you know, not necessarily worrying about you, but is at least aware of you and what you're doing. Um, and so that's kind of a nice thing to do. And then um, one thing, I, I have not done a lot of this, but uh, one thing that I have um, heard uh, solo travelers talk about is kind of bringing home into your hotel room, uh, meaning bring some pictures uh, that you have at home. Uh, they don't take up much space. Uh, throw them in your um, your suitcase and put them out when you, when you get to your hotel room. Um, you know, whether that's maybe a, a photograph of a, a family member or an event or a, a you know, picture of a pet or what have you. Um, you know, if there's something inspiring that you keep with you around your house, you know, some sort of inspiring quote or what have you, something that would kind of remind you of home. Um, or, and, and, and I've, I've um, talked to people who have done this too, um, each day kind of set a, set a purpose or a goal or a challenge for each day. Um, something that, you know, you can, you can kind of tie yourself back to as you're going, going through the day and at the end of the day, um, you know, did I, did I do X, Y, or Z? Um, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, I'm going to eat at least one place I've never eaten before today. I'm going to ride one ride, uh, you know, twice in a row, uh, or, you know, some kind of challenge like that just to, um, you know, just to kind of be able to say that, um, that you're thinking about your trip, um, and that you're, you're present, you're in the moment, um, and it's not just going to slip past and, um, you know, and you, you forget about it. So, um, all of those, you know, all of those are, um, and it's all about how you want your trip to feel, right? Um, when we started all of this, um, you know, I talked about these three big pieces, um, in this series and, and really, you know, thinking about when you want to go, where you want to stay and how you want your trip to feel, um, and I think all of us would agree that even though we, we all want to be in Disney World, you know, we still want to feel comfortable. We still want to feel connected. Um, we st- I, I think we still want to, um, you know, we all recognize that we have a life at home um, and that life doesn't stop just because we're in, in the Disney bubble. Uh, and so it's just all about finding the right ways um, to stay connected and not staying overconnected either. I think that's an important thing, you know, that, that, it, that it is okay. And people back home have to understand that you're, you're on vacation, uh, that you're, you're in your happy place. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to communicate, um, you know, 24-7. But there are certainly some things that you can do, um, some practical things to help, uh, help people back home stay connected with you and to help you stay connected with home. So I think that's where we will end this series. Um, I, I hope it's been useful. Um, I hope some of the, um, the tips and tricks that we mentioned in uh, the first couple of um, um, posts in this series as far as planning and thinking about um, you know, hotels and uh, time of year and um, some of those questions that we asked in the, the second post you know, about what, what kind of trip you wanted. Um, I hope all of that's been useful. So, uh, and if this is the first um, episode you're listening to, go back, pick up a, a couple of the other ones, and um, and see see what you think. So, uh, with that, this uh, series is going to come to an end. Um, the next series 
uh, will, like I said earlier, be um, all about parks and um, attractions. Uh, we're going to start with, wait for it. Uh, we're going to start, okay, we're going to start with Magic Kingdom um, next time. And so we'll talk all about um, pieces of the Magic Kingdom, things to be aware of, um, how being a solo traveler can impact your time in the Magic Kingdom. And um, yeah, we'll talk about attractions, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, all that fun kind of stuff. So uh, I hope you'll come back and listen to that um, and we'll, we'll have some fun. So with that, remember to subscribe to Parks Magic for One. You can find me on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Thank you so much for listening today. Our next podcast will air this coming Monday. This is Eric Hall. Take care and go make some magic for yourself.